We are in a series right now called Fight Club. Uh, if you love fighting, this is your, this is your series. Um, we are in this talking about just spiritual warfare, talking about the battles that we fight, not only the, the enemy that we fight, but, but sometimes the enemy within that we fight as well. We, we've looked at the, the, the schemes of the devil and how he works. We've looked at uh, the thoughts that he puts in plants in our mind, that the, that the Christian life is not a playground, it's a battleground, it's a fight. How many know you gotta wake up every morning and fight? You gotta fight for your joy, you gotta fight for hope, you gotta fight for life. The moment you give up, the, the moment you're gonna out of the ring. And, and so we've been talking about this and about, about how the mind is such a huge part. Of the past couple of weeks, we've been kind of staying with the mind and the, the accusations, the lies that the enemy throws our ways. Last week, we talked about what is often a very taboo topic in church, and that is depression. We talked about how you can be a Christian and still battle depression. You can still battle the thoughts of the mind. But we ended yesterday, or last, last Sunday, with this thought, and that is that the devil may have knocked you down, but he didn't knock you out. And if he didn't knock you out, you're not done. You can get back in. Hey, if there's anything these stories come on shared today was that they have been knocked down, but God got them back up and they're fighting more than ever before for, for life. And so uh, we are in today round four. Are y'all ready? Round four. All right, here we go. Let's go. Round four. Let's go. So we are talking today's title is war on worry. War on worry. We're going to talk about worry. Now, now, just by a show of hands, those in here, if you'd be honest just for a minute right here, how many of you are professional warriors? I mean, you're pretty good at it. I mean, if there was an Olympic medal, you would gold out in it, okay? You're, you, you got that. You know, you know how to worry. Some of y'all that didn't raise your hand, you didn't raise your hand because you were worried what other people thought about you. <laughs> Is that not true? I don't want to raise my hand because I think I'm a warrior. Okay, so you battle with worry too, and so do I. And, 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 and it's crazy how one thought, worry begins with one thought. One thought can spiral you into crazy thoughts. You know, it could start as young as a kid, like, I need to get good grades, I need good grades because I want to get into a good college, and then, and then I want to make sure that I get into a good college so I, can, so I can get a good wife, and then I want to make sure that I get a good wife, and if, if I don't get a good wife, and, and then, I, then I'm going to marry someone I shouldn't marry, and then we're going to have not good kids, and then those kids are going to need, you know, those kids are going to need braces, and I don't know, and, and then if I put all my money to buy them braces, then I can't afford for them to go to college, and if they can't go to college, then, then they're going to go to a life of crime, and then they're going to be in jail, and I have to visit my children in jail, and then, isn't it amazing how like your thoughts can spiral so much and you're like, I got a headache thinking about it. You're like, a headache? Maybe I got a brain tumor. I don't know what's going on. Like, like, isn't it true? Like your mind can spiral. Like if you have kids that drive and like you've been texting them and they don't respond to you as quick as you want, isn't it true that your mind immediately just goes to like, they're in the ditch on the side of the road, stranded. Like it immediately oftentimes goes to Negative thinking goes to worry, goes to fear, goes to all of these things. And so today I want God's word to speak to us. I want, I want what God's truth has to say about our mind and about our thoughts. And let, let's let God's word shape our minds today when it comes to this idea of warring against worry. So 1 Peter chapter 5 is where we're going to go today. If you, if you don't have your Bibles, it's perfectly fine. We've got our electronic Bible on the screen for you. Uh, and I would encourage you to take some notes. If you have our app, you can pull these notes out. And this is what it says. All these red, red words here, I want you to help me. I want you to say these words with me. I want you to, to come and participate in this message today. It says, give all your worries. There we go. Good, good. Give all your worries. Give all of them and your cares to God, for he cares about you. This is so good. Be sober-minded. Sober that idea means to be, be watchful, to be mindful, to be um, aware of what's going on around you, not to be oblivious to everything. Um, you, you need to be watchful as well. Your, your adversary, the, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to to devour, devour you. Now, you know, a lot of people nowadays, when it comes to their homes, have home security systems. How many of you in here have either a home security system or you have cameras at your home? If you have that, raise your hand. We got, got a number of them. Nowadays, you know, cameras at homes have now become a form of entertainment for us on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Come on, how many, how many of you have seen some of them videos right there? It's, you know, the mailman slipping on the stairs, or the latest one, if y'all saw the, the husband who fought off like a bobcat off his wife. Anybody see that one? How many know every woman needs a man who will fight a bobcat for you, okay? 
Just need a bobcat man, okay? So if you haven't, go to YouTube it, you can see it. But, but we have these cameras because we're protecting what we love. Everything that is in our home is of great value to us, you know, not only the people that live in the home, but the possessions that are in the home. And so we, we guard it very carefully. We make sure it's, it's, it's well taken care of. We have locks on doors. We have alarms. We have video cameras. We have the whole, the whole system. We can, we can watch everything that's going on. Now imagine you found out that you had burglaries that are going on around in your neighborhood. Would you be the person, when you found that out, to leave your garage door open? Probably not. You would make sure that, hey, when you leave the house, make sure the garage door goes down. Hey, make sure that you close the door. Hey, make sure the doors are locked. Make sure the alarm is set because you know that there's a heightened awareness of burglaries that are happening in your neighborhood. I'm here today to put you on notice that there is a thief that is around your life right now that is looking to take you out. You need to be mindful of it. And don't keep the garage door of your mind open to him. And too many people have allowed access to the enemy through their mind and he has come and look what it says. Think about this. The access that he has to our minds, normally when we read these verses, we read them separate. Give all your worries to the Lord. He cares about you. And then we've, we hear the verse about how there's a devil and he's roaring and he's seeking to devour. Okay, we see both of those usually separated. Most don't even realize those verses are right after each other. What, what, is, what is Peter trying to tell us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit? That the way that the enemy can get after you and devour you is through your worries. That he can come and take your worries and your fears and he can literally come after your mind and devour you. Listen, the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill and to steal and to destroy. Now, if you are a follower of Christ, the enemy cannot touch you. That's good news. He cannot touch you, but he can suggest things to you. And I think he can steal some. So watch this. I believe how the enemy works is, could it be that if the enemy can't kill you, could he be stealing your, your todays because you're so worried about tomorrow? Could he be stealing your joy in the moment because you're so fearful of what's to come in the future? Could he be stealing your peace currently because you're so worried about what's to come? I believe the enemy right now is stealing people's joy and peace and hope currently in the present because we're fearful of things to come in the future. And if you're being honest, most of the times the fears that we have don't even come to pass. Amen. They rob us of our current joy. And so, so, the, so, so Peter's here saying, hey, listen, be mindful, be sober, sober-minded. It's our thoughts. Be, be mindful of what your thoughts are. Be mindful of what you're thinking about because if you, if you don't do that, the enemy can come and he can steal from you. Toxic thinking can literally produce toxins in our body. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, he just worried himself sick? Y'all ever heard that, that phrase before? He just worried himself sick. Do you know that that literally can happen? You can worry. Your, anybody been so worried about something you got upset stomach? Upset stomach, diarrhea. Sorry, okay, we're not going there. <laughs> He's like, can you say that in church? I just said it. I'm sorry. It's already there. But how many of you have ever been so worried about a, a job interview, like you couldn't sleep? You were so worried about, about what somebody said about you in passing that, that it kept you up all night. Or you, you were so worried about how are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to do this? How are we going to... That, that, that it literally created these things in your body. Like... Let me show you what it says. There, here's some, some, some things that, that can be created by just worry. Things that happen in our physical bodies. Tense muscles, headaches, breathing irregularities, increased heart rates, artery infl inflammation, upset stomachs, ulcers, depression, sleep deprivation. All of these things are things that can come to us. Like literally, we can worry ourselves sick. And Jesus knew this. 
Jesus addressed this. Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter six. So let's go there. Matthew chapter six is where we're gonna go today. We're gonna spend most of our time here because Jesus speaks to this in our lives. He knows we get worried about things. He understands that. And he has a solution to us on how do we fight against worry in our lives. And this is what he says. We're gonna read verses 25 through 34. Yet again, if it's red, y'all help me here. It says, that is why I tell you, not to worry. Come on, look at somebody and say, don't worry. He didn't say be happy, okay, nobody. Who said be happy in here? He didn't say that. I was waiting for somebody to say, I knew somebody was gonna say that. All right, don't worry about everyday life, okay? Don't worry about whether you have enough food. Don't worry about if you have enough drink. Don't worry if you have enough clothes. Most of you women in here don't have to worry about that. Okay, no, I'm joking. I say women, some men do. All right, so isn't life more than food? Isn't your body more than clothes? Here we go, watch. Look, look at the birds. Now, anybody just wanna stop for a moment here and go, is Jesus smoking crack? I'm over here worried about my mortgage. I'm over here worried about my health and he's telling me to look at some birds. We're gonna get to that in a minute, but he, he says it for a reason because it just seems so weird. Like why would he bring that out of just the, I mean, what we're talking about is worry. They don't, these birds, they don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than those birds are? And then he says, can all your add a single moment to your life? And why, why worry about your clothing and look at the lilies? Here we go. Now he's telling us now to, first we were looking up, now we're looking down. We're looking at these lilies of the field and how they grow and they don't, they don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and he's thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. So why do you have so little faith? So, let's say it again. So, okay, this is the second time he've said it in just a couple of verses. Don't worry about these things. Saying what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear. Here we go, watch this, verse 32. These things dominate the Notice where it dominates. Do dominates their what? <laughs> Jesus says, hey, you wanna deal with worry, you gotta deal with where it's coming from and where it's starting. It's starting right here. And notice who it dominates. It dominates those who are unbelievers. But, here's that comma, your heavenly father already knows all your needs. So, so he's, he's assuming that those who are followers of Christ that have surrendered their life to God understand that they have a father who, who takes care of all of their needs. We're gonna talk a little bit more about that in just a minute, but notice where the, the, it dominates. It dominates in our thoughts. Verse 33. So seek the kingdom of God above all else. All right, we're gonna seek God's kingdom. We're gonna seek what he wants and live righteously and he will give you everything you need, everything. All the stuff that we talked about from 25 to 33. He's gonna, he's gonna give you all that. So... There it is again, third time. Don't worry. Y'all know why Jesus repeats things, right? Let me ask y'all this. Do any of you repeat things to your children? Why do you repeat them to your children? One, because they're not listening. Two, because they're not getting it. And three, you just wanna make sure you're getting your point across. So Jesus goes, don't worry. Couple verses, don't worry. Couple more verses, don't worry. What do y'all think Jesus is wanting us to do? To okay, I just, wanna make, I just wanna make sure we're getting the point across, okay? Real simple here at OSC, okay? So, so don't worry about tomorrow, there we go. For tomorrow's gonna bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. How many, how many believe today's troubles is enough for today? I, I don't need to bring tomorrow's into today's. And, and so I want you to see what he does here. Jesus gives these three commands, don't worry, and then he, then he gives a question. So why worry? Why do we worry? Don't worry, and then why do we worry? 
So I think we probably all have a lot of things to worry about. I'll tell you, I, man, I, f- I feel like I have a lot of things to worry about. I have a 16-year-old that just started driving. <laughs> Why worry? That's enough. I have three boys at home that have access to the internet. There's a lot to worry about with that. I, I am leading a church through a global pandemic. There's a lot to worry about that. We are navigating you know, all the COVID stuff, all the racial tensions, all of that. Seems like there's a lot to worry with in that. We're, I have, a, I have three boys that I, that, that I hope will love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. I pray that. I pray that over them often. I have a wife that's incredible. Make sure that we last the long call. I, I, have, I, I worry about our church being filled with people who come to church because they just want something from God but don't really want God. They just want something from him. We want to treat God like Santa Claus, like if I just go do this, you'll give me what I want. And that concerns me. Um, I, I worry that, that things will grow worse and worse and worse, not just for the nation, and we know that's going to happen, but for the church as a whole. And man, I just, I want to see, how many know when things get bright, uh, darker, the church should be getting brighter and brighter and brighter? We shouldn't look more and more like the world. We should look more and more not like the world. And so what ends up happening, this, this, this scripture, this whole passage of scripture says like, like when you are consumed with worry, that, this is the imagery I want you to give. When you worry, it's like, it's like spinning around. How many of y'all remember like in elementary school when they had like, uh, you know, the field days or whatever and a part of the field days you had to get the bat and you had to do this? Y'all remember that? You remember that? And then you just do that over and over again. This is, this is literally what worry is. Worry is this right here. Worry is rehearsing the same thing over and over and over again. How are we gonna pay for the bills? I don't know. What is, my, is this marriage gonna work? And I don't know if it's gonna work. And what about my kids? I just sent them off to college. Are they gonna be okay? Are they gonna be taken care of? Is everything gonna, what about my health? My grandfather had a heart attack when he was 45. And am I gonna have a heart attack when I'm 45? And then what, what am I gonna do with all this debt? And what, how are we gonna do this? And you're just doing this over and over again. Anybody else getting as nauseated as I am right now? Okay. <laughs> and then... And that's what happens, right? When you, watch this, when you stop, you're still in the same place. So that's why he says, can worrying add a day to your life? Does worrying actually advance you forward? And the answer? No, No, it's like this. Worrying literally just keeps me in the same place about the same thing, rehearsing the same thing over and over and over again. Any of y'all, any of y'all went to bed, gotten up in the middle of the night, went to the bathroom, got back in bed, and then you couldn't go back to sleep? and your mind was just racing, right? You were just thinking and thinking, and you were up from like two to five in the morning. By the time you finally went to bed, your alarm went off. Anybody had that happen? And your mind just running and racing and turning and turning and, and you know, wrestling through all these things. Yet again, watch this. When I do this, not only am I not getting anywhere, when I finally do stop, I can't see clearly. So sometimes I take steps back, sometimes I'll take a couple steps, but it's usually not in a straight line. And what ends up happening is we waste so much energy, so much effort, so much time. And yet again, this is how the enemy works. He, he steals our peace, he steals our hope, he steals our joy because we're, we're just going around. And listen, how many know the devil wants you dizzy? The devil wants you distracted. The devil wants you to be depressed and discouraged because you're just going around the same thing over and over again. And watch this. And, and then how you spin it determines how you see it. And so, and so God's word tells us in this a couple of things. Jesus is, is telling us, here's what you need to do when it comes to worry. You need to, you need to watch a couple of things. Be, be sober-minded. Be watchful. Well, Jesus, what should I be watching for? He gives us three things that we need to be watching for. Let me, let me give you these three. Number one, you need to watch your focus. You need to watch your focus. Yet again, remember, he says, in the midst of all of this, you're so concerned about what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. Hey, let me give you a prescription. You ready? Take one of these. Go outside and look at the birds. What? Like, this ain't Nat Geo. I don't care about the birds. I'm trying to pay my house. 
Like, no, you need, to, you need to check the birds. And here's why you need to look at the birds because they don't plant and they don't harvest and they don't store food. Your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you more valuable to him than they are? This is what he's saying. Watch this. This is, this is huge here. And then he, then he goes not only from the birds, then he says you need to look to the, to the lilies. Look, look at the flowers. Like, hey, when you're stressed out, just go outside and look at flowers. Some of y'all are gonna go out there. They're gonna put you in a psychiatric or What you doing? Just looking at flowers. <laughs> You know, the birds, what you doing that for? Well, he says, because of Solomon and all his glory was dressed, how much more? They don't, they don't toil. Other versions, watch this. It says, the flowers don't spin. Oh, they ain't spinning. They, they ain't worried about that. Because this is what Jesus knows, watch. Whatever you focus on, you get more of. So if you focus on fear, guess what you get more of? If you focus on worry, guess what you get more of? If you focus on, listen, and so this is why it's so vital and so, it's import, so important for all of us to know that whatever you're focusing on, you're gonna get more of. Make sure that when you start the beginning of your day, you're not focusing on fear, you're not focusing on lack, you're focusing on God's word, you're focusing on truth, you're focusing on God's presence, you're focusing on, on his peace and his presence because the more I focus on that, then the more I get more of that. How many want some more of that? Yeah. Watch this, watch this. So this is, this is huge here because we live in a, watch this, 24-7 spin cycle of news. You ever heard them say, man, they spun that. And, and so you have, you have access to news 24-7. You can go to bed and watch news before you go to bed. You can wake up and watch news when you wake up. It is, but it, it should not be, it, it should not be um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Surprising that if you listen to fear, and if you watch fear, and if you hang out with fear, that you're afraid. So he's saying, hey, watch your focus, watch what you're looking at, watch it. Any of y'all watch this, and this is why social media can get in a real big trap. Any of y'all felt really good about all that you had, and then when you got on social media, you're like, I need a bigger truck. <laughs> Our house is terrible. Any of y'all, like you're over there grinding, working, and your friend is off on a vacation to Bahamas, and you're like, oh, that would be nice. And then it begins the spiral of all the things that I don't have, and oh, man, I'm worried about this, and all this that happens. Or How many of you, you, you were fine drinking bottled water until you read on Facebook that bottled water ain't good for you? And then it's like, I've got to have a steel glass water. And then, I mean, no, then it like goes to something else and to something else and something. I mean, no, we used to drink from the, from the faucet. Anybody right here? I don't remember. From the water hose. <laughs> I'm still moving. But I mean, no, like just as you learn more and more stuff, like it just, it feeds more stuff, right? Feeds more, feeds more. All right. So listen, I'm not knocking if you have like, man, y'all like putting, putting your bottle of water away. I was like... No condemnation, that's all right. But you gotta watch your focus. And, and here's why we watch our focus, because your fear and your faith are both powered by your focus. So whatever you focus on, you get more fear, you get more faith. All right, so number two is, he says, you need to watch, watch what you're focusing on. Number two, he says, you need to watch your faith. Like, you need to watch your faith. You need to see how your faith, because he says, why do you have so little faith? Well, I can tell you why you have so little faith because when you're so rehearsing your fears and your worries all the time, when I'm rehearsing those, I am making those bigger and bigger and bigger in my life and I'm making God smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. My faith, watch this, is tied to um, the size of my God. When God shrinks, my faith automatically shrinks with it. And we can focus on the size of our problems or we can focus on the size of our God, but we can't do both. Watch, this is, this is huge. So if, if worry is rehearsing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, watch, and usually what ends up happening is it's all about me. Me focus, me focus, me focus. What I'm gonna do, what I'm, it's always internal, internal. Watch, the reverse of worry is worship. It's, it's, it's not, it's no longer all about me, 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 my, 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 it's, come on, God, 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 what God can do, what God is able, what God is, how many know, it reverses the worry because when worship goes up, worry goes down. When I make much about God, everything else begins to go down. If I'm so consumed with everything that's going on in my life, I'm gonna get distressed and I'm gonna get depressed and I'm gonna get discouraged. But as soon as I reverse that and go, God, no, you're big enough. God, you got this. God, you are a healer. God, you are, you are a friend. God, you are my provider. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Jireh. You're, how many of you know? Listen, it doesn't mean your problems go away. You just get your God bigger than your problems. 
And that, that is so huge for us to understand. I'm telling you, it's perspective. If there's anything you do when you come to church, you get perspective. You're getting perspective today. Nothing's changing. You're not going out of here and your problems are gone. If I did, we'd have a lot more people in this room. It doesn't work that way. You're gonna step out of here and the same problems are gonna still be there in your relationships, maybe in your finances, maybe in your health, but you're gonna walk out of here with the faith to know my God is bigger than any of it. My God can control it, my God can handle it. Number three, he says, so we watch our focus, we watch our faith. Number three, he says, we need to watch your priorities. Oh, this is a big one here. Because he says, but, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom. Let's say that again. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these, these things, these things, these things will be, will be given to you. Seek, seek first. Christianity is not so much just a belief system. It's a priority system. It's, a, it's an order system. Uh, many of us in here know God. Many of us in here believe in God. The problem though is, is God is at a lower place in our life. He's on the list, he's just not at the top of the list. And we think if he's just on the list that he's going to immediately invite us into heaven, everything's gonna be good, my life is gonna be, but how many know God wants to be the top of the list? Thou shalt not have no other gods ahead of me. Now, none of you in here are worshiping false gods like, I doubt any of y'all are slaying bulls at your house and any of that kind of stuff. But watch this, money can be a God, kids can be a God. A God can be anything that, that replaces God. And so he says, seek first his kingdom. Seek first. And so why we're so worried is because we seek first our kingdom, not his. And when you seek first your kingdom, by the way, you get all the problems that come with your own kingdom. But when you seek first his kingdom, he says, when problems come your way, I'll make those my top priority. God says, if you take care of my house, I'll take care of your house. Amen. And this is, this is why we talk about tithing. And, I, and, and listen, you're like, oh, well, here's the money stuff. No, listen, we don't tell you to tithe because we need money. We tell you to tithe because God says, when you recognize that everything that you have is his and you give back to him what he calls of you to give 10% back to him, the Bible says, when I put him first, First, not just 10%, but the first 10%, he now blesses all of the rest. And by the way, it makes no sense in this world. Everybody around you would think you're crazy. You give how much away? I know, but 10% to God with 90% blessed is better than 100% cursed. I'm telling you right now, and it makes no sense. How many in here are a testimony that when you started putting God first in your finances, he started doing things you couldn't do on your own? Anybody in here? I'm telling you, it is so huge in your life. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. Keep your course that you're doing. You're gonna keep getting the results that you're getting. This is huge here for us to understand that God says, seek first, watch your priorities. What is, where is God in your list of priorities? Is, it, is, is Sundays a, an option? Is it optional? Like, do you wake up and go, I wonder if we want to go to church? Or is it like, no, this is a priority in my life. Amen. You know, your job is probably a priority. You know why? Because you like getting paid. Tell your boss you're going to treat your job as an option. He'll tell you he'll treat you as an option. <laughs> it's a priority in your life because of the value that you hold it in your life. So what would it look like if we made God a high value in our life? I wonder if he was made priority, if some of the things we're worried about, we wouldn't be as worried about. So he says, watch your priority. So let me give you a, a visual example. Many of you maybe have been wondering why I have these boxes here. So uh, this here is what I call the worry box, the worry box. And in this box is so many different things that you and I worry about. Okay, so there's a number of different things that are going on. Like we worry about, we worry about our money. Come on. Some of y'all, this is what your checking account sounds like. So I know why you're worried. And then, and then we worry, we worry about our, we worry about our vehicles, our cars, our houses. I wish I had this truck. It'd be kind of cool. Um, we worry about our cars and how we're going to pay for our cars and how we're going to take care of our houses and my truck is always breaking and my house is always having issues. And, and so we worry about our stuff and then we worry about, we worry about our health. We worry about our health. We got our 
got our masks and everything, which not against masks by any regards, but you got to do what you need to do. But, but how many know our society wants you to fear? It's okay. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about more about this, but, but you can, you can take health and go to a whole nother level and get, just get so worried and so, so full of fear of, man, what, what if I'm going to get this? What if I get that? And we can, we can get really worried about that. And then, and then I couldn't think of a better representation of a marriage, you know, so we're going to get married. We got our, uh, so represent. <laughs> I had, I had them do a mold of me and Lindsay and, um, <laughs> Love you, baby. So, so we, we worry about our marriage. We worry about that, you know. But really, if you're, if you're married and, and, and a parent, then you really, what you really start worrying about is what? Yeah, you start worrying about your kids, okay? So, hey, come on. We're raising up superheroes, y'all. Let's go. All right, not evil villains, superheroes, okay? Superheroes, we're raising superheroes. But, but yeah, we worry about them, you know, and we worry about them growing, growing up and we worry about them getting out of the house and we worry about them. I mean, no, I'm, there's a bit of a fear when they go to school. I, my sons have all been bullied, like verbally been bullied, even to a point of physical bullying. It's like, there's a, there's a, there's a worry that, that is there. And so, so all of this goes, goes in the box, you know, all of this. And, you know, am I, am I only going to be single? I'm, I'm never going to find my woman. <laughs> That's a worry. Or am I only going to be a woman? Never going to find my, my Superman. Okay. So, I'm, so, so it goes in the worry box, you know, and then our cars and all of this starts going, you know, our, our money and everything starts going in the, in the worry box. Okay. And so we just consume it. And there's probably just hundreds of more things that we worry about, of course, beyond this. So I want to show you what, what God's word has to say about how do we war against this stuff that fills our mind constantly. And I want to give you three thoughts today on how we war against this. First thought is this, and I'm going to go ahead and just tell you on this first one, you're not going to like it. Okay, so I'm just going to prep you now. You ain't going to like it. First one is this, how do you war worry? Number one, you just got to go do what you can do. I've got to do what I can do. Watch, many of us are getting upset with God because we're asking God to do things he wanted us to do. And God will never do what he's asked you to do. So, so we worry, man, we, we worry about, we worry about our, our finances. Man, I'm so worried about our finances, but we're buying more stuff than we actually have money. Amen. <laughs> like we're, 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 we're not tithing, we're not giving. We're, we, we give more to AT&T than we do to God. And then we ask God to fix our money problems. But let me ask you this, do you have a budget? Have you bought more house or more cars than you actually should have because you wanted to impress people that really don't care? I told you, y'all wouldn't like this one. I was just like, I, I pre-warned y'all. But there are things, watch this, there are things we're asking God to do and God's going, I can't do that because it's in your hands. You're supposed to do that. Amen. You got to do some things first before he steps in and does some things. And so we take things into our, our, our own hands and, and, and think about like our health, our, our health here. Okay. All right. We're asking God, God, heal me. God, heal me. And God's going, maybe you should eat healthy. Oh, we ain't going there. This is the devil in Louisiana right here. <laughs> This, we are in the mix of fried, okay? So I understand. Listen, I know it. I love me some food as much as all of you do. But listen, we can't, be, we can't go to God about high cholesterol if we can't push away from Popeyes. I told you y'all would love me right now. I know, I know. But, but are you eating healthy? Are you working out? Are you taking care of your body? Are you going, the doctor said, come see me every year, and you're like, eh, and then the only time we go to him is when we're, it's an ER. And we're trying to get God to do ER things when it shouldn't have been an ER because we didn't do what we should have done. And this, this, this happens in, in so many other areas of, of our life. We see it all the time. If you're a student in here and you're, you're about to do a big exam, you're like, God, God, I need you. God, help me with my exam. First thing God's asking is, did you study? Did you study or did you play video games to midnight? Like there are things that you can do that God wants you to do. 
And so we've got to ask it. So let me show you one of the things I know when worry and stress comes on, there's, there's something I know God does want us to do. And it's found in Philippians chapter four. And this is what he says. Everybody help me here. Don't, man, it's all over the Bible, isn't it? Don't worry about anything. How many know that's easy to say? Yeah, don't worry about anything, but instead, so watch this. So this is what we can do. We can do this one. Pray about everything. Tell Facebook what you need. <laughs> oh, it doesn't say that? You sure? No, it says, says tell who? God. Tell God what you need and, and thank, thank him for all he's done. Just, just go ahead and thank him. I, I love this though because usually, go back, go back, go back, go back. Usually what we worry about is usually things that are happening in the future, but he tells me to go ahead and thank him for what all he's already done in the past because when you see what God's done in the past, it gives you faith for the future, by the way. Hey, if he took care of you then, why won't he take care of you now? So this is why gratitude is such a huge deal because wherever we're not grateful for, we feel entitled to. As soon as gratitude ends, entitlement begins. But as soon as gratitude continues to go, it's hard to be thankful and entitled at the same time. And so if I continue to stay thankful, if I continue to stay praying about everything, watch this, verse seven, this is huge here. Then you will experience what? What are we experiencing? How many want some more of that? Come on, I need God's peace in my life. I want some God's peace. It'll exceed anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your here it is, that mind again, it's gonna guard this, it's gonna guard this as you live in Christ Jesus. Watch. So all of us in here want verse seven. Anybody in here don't want God's peace? If you are, we'll pray with you after, okay? So everybody in here wants verse seven, but very few people wanna do verse six. That's right. Then, then, so what, what is then? Well, then is verse six. Go back to verse six. So then is when you're worried about anything, you pray about everything. everything. You worry about anything, you pray about everything. What would life look like? What would life look like if we, instead of worrying about things, prayed about things? Most of us are worrying about stuff we should be praying about. There is a, a thing called neurotheology. This is the study of the brain and the study of God and how they go together. Dr. Caroline Leaf, if you've read any of her stuff, I would encourage you to read it. She um, specializes in the brain. She's very smart when it comes to the brain. She wrote a book, but she's also a, a follower of Christ. She loves Jesus. And so she's been looking at the brain and how it works with God. And she wrote a book called Switch Off, uh, Switch On Your Brain, not Switch It Off, Switch On Your Brain. And watch this, this is what she found. She found, it's been found that 12 minutes, 12 minutes, everybody's got 12 minutes. 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. 12 minutes a day, eight weeks, you can go on a brain scan and see the difference. Some of y'all, you know, these people that got baptized here, you look at them and go, you just look so different. Yeah, they do. You know what that is? Peace. It's peace. Because how many know you can look good on the outside and not have peace on the inside? And watch this. The only way the enemy wins is if he gets in. If the enemy gets in, he wins. But if I know how to prevent him from getting in, when I pray in, in gratitude and I make a God bigger than me, then, then it guards, watch this, it guards my heart and it guards my mind. Prayer guards, prayer renews, prayer transforms. So we've gotta do what we can do. Once we have done that, then we've gotta to go to two, which is this, we give God what I can't do. We give God what I can't do. Now let's go back to 1 Peter 5, 7. We started the, we started the whole message with this. Okay, so 1 Peter 5 says, gives all your, give all your worries and your cares too to God for he cares about you. Okay, so, so we got the worry box, right? We got the worry box, but we also got this one. We also got the God box. All right, now here's the question, ready? Question, which ones are all yours in? Which ones are they in? Okay, so, 
So there are things that you can do, okay? There are things that you can do, and then there's just things that you can't do. You can get a budget, you can tithe, you can be wise, you can be wise with your spending. There's some things, but how many of you know, there's things that break. There's stuff that happens that you, you didn't foresee coming. And there's not a lot that you can do in those moments, but we, we just trust God, we put, it, we put it in the trust box. You know, we, we trust him with that. Let me, let me ask y'all a question here, all right? Can you heal yourself? No, there's things you can do, of course, go to doctor, take medicine, but once you've done what you can do, can you heal yourself after that? No, I mean, there's, so what do you do? Yeah, man, I just trust God, I trust God with this. All right, all right, let me ask you this question, okay? Can you change your spouse? Some of you are like, I think so, how's that going? How is that going for you, all right? So, so no, man, you got some marital issues and you're like, man, I just can't fix them. So what do we do? We say, I, I'm doing what I can do, I'm loving, I'm serving, I'm praying for my spouse, but at the end of the day, you know what? I'm putting them in the God box. Because how many know God is way better at fixing them than you are? So you put it, you put it in the God box. How, how, how about your kids? Well, we can just beat them. I mean, can we just, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, at, at some point, we got to release, you know what I mean? So we, we got, hey, God, I trust you. God, I, I raised them in the ways of the Lord. God, okay. okay, so we do all that. Watch this, watch this. So we come on a, a Sunday, or you get in God's presence during the week, and you're like, yeah, God, I trust you. I trust you, God. You know, you're the one. You're the one. We get it all over here in the God box, and then Monday comes, and that bill comes in that you didn't know was coming in, and you're like, ah. Uh... And, and then slowly over time, different things start happening and we start taking, God, you, you deal with him, you deal with him. Then you get to a point, I'll deal with him. You're not dealing with him fast enough. <laughs> right? And then you slowly over time start, we start pulling things over to ourselves. So we've got to do what we can do. But then when you get to the point where you've done all that you can do, we've got to give it to God. We've got to let God handle it. How I many know oh, God's got way bigger shoulder than we do? God can see the future. God knows what's going on. This is so huge here. And then when you do that, number two, leading to number three, we trust God no matter what. We trust God no matter what. Isaiah says it this way. I love this verse. Some of y'all need to, need to take a picture of this verse or you need to write this verse down on a card. You just need to put it all over that you can. You will, this is speaking of God, you will keep in, come on, let's say this again. You will keep in perfect peace, perfect peace. All who trust in you, all who's, oh, y'all see it again? I'm telling you, it's all over the word. All whose thoughts are fixed on you, fixed focused, what I'm focusing on, what I'm thinking about, what I'm pondering on, what I'm meditating on. My thoughts are meditated on you. When my thoughts are meditated on you, I trust you. When I trust you, you give me peace. Peace guards my heart. Peace guards my mind. It, it all comes back around to trust. I trust God. I trust God. I trust God. Because, watch, what you worry about the most reveals where you trust God the least. What you worry about the most reveals where you trust God the least. So the question of the day is, will you trust or will you worry? Will you trust or will you worry? My, my boys, I have, I have yet to ever have them wake up and go, Dad, am I eating today? If anything, they go, Dad, what am I eating today? They've never woke up, they've never asked me if I'm paying the house note, none of that. They've never asked me anything that consumes our lives as parents and as adults. My kids, for the most part, don't ask me. You know why? Because they have a dad who takes care of all that for them. Their father takes care of that for them. And, and so because, watch this, because they trust their daddy, they don't worry. Amen. Worry comes from lack of trust. But trust is born out of relationship. Watch this, I'll, I'll prove this to you. Mamas in here that have, when you, when you uh, hire a babysitter to watch your kids, do you hire someone to watch your kids that you don't know at all? Yes or no? 
No, usually you wanna make sure that you know them. Watch this, because if you do hire someone that you don't know, you go on a date with your husband, but all you're thinking about is, hey, hey, is everything okay? I haven't heard from you. Yeah, we're good. Hey, there's everything. You're so worried about back home because you don't know because you don't trust the person that's with. But the more you trust them, how many know, if you trust them, you go off, you good, you have a good time. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Why? Because you trust them with your kids because you know them. The same is true with our relationship with God. The closer you get to God, the more you can trust God. And I think that the distinguishing mark of the people of God in today's day and age that we're living in, because everybody's longing for peace, everybody's longing for hope, everybody needs joy. I think the distinguishing marker of people of God will be that we have a peace on us that transpires all circumstances, all situations, everything that we're going, we could be going through hell and still have peace on us and people look at us and go, whatever you got, I want that. Whatever you have, I need more of that. And how many know the Bible describes God as the Prince of Peace? He is the Prince of Peace. So today, have you, are you doing the things that you can do? Are you giving to God the things that, he's, that you can't do? And then at the end of the day, are you just trusting him to do it? Pastor Bubba, who's right here, has battled cancer for 10 years now. He's doing what he can do. He's getting chemo, but he's also trusting God. I've never seen a man trust God as much as I've seen Pastor Bubba. But how many know 10 years of cancer, you don't have have it. But it's because this man deeply knows the Lord. And because he deeply knows the Lord, he deeply trusts the Lord. We've walked that with our son, with Joel, and many of you in here have walked journeys of that nature. Denny and Sabrina, y'all have walked that journey? I can look around this room and see people who have battled health issues, who've battled children issues, who've battled marital issues, who've battled mental health issues. And the more you know God, the more I look back at what God has done in my life and what he saved me from, it just gives me faith for the future to go, God, you got this, you got this. Hey, listen, don't worry. You can be happy too, but don't, don't worry. Because when you trust the Lord, how many know he's got it? He's got the whole world. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it's, it's there. Buzz on the song. Father, we love you. And God, we, we, we repent, God. We, we turn to you if there have been things that we have kept in our own hands. Things that have kept us up at night because we've been trying to do it when really you've been trying to get us just to give it to you. So today, in this place, God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to every person in this room. God, maybe there's, there's parents right, near, right now that are, that are fearful. Their, their kids are about to leave the house and there's, there's some worry that's jumping off on them. I, I pray, God, that you would just give them a, a calm, a trust, a belief that you got them, you got it, you got this. There's those right now that are going through financial just turmoil. They don't, they don't know how the next bill is gonna get paid. God, I, I pray, Lord, that they would, they would do what they need to do. That they, would, they would trust you in that. But God, that you would show yourself faithful. Those in here that are, that are battling health, health complications right now. If that's you in this room, could, would you just shoot your hand up? If that's you, I, I just wanna, I wanna know who to pray for right here. There's, that are just battling health right now. It could be mental, it could be physical, but just battling health things right now. Father, we just pray right now. God, we thank you that you are a healer. You are a healer, a healer, a healer. God, we speak healing over these bodies right now. God, we are making a declaration to the devil to take your hands off. You do not have dominion in their bodies. We pray, Lord, that every blood vessel, God, every muscle, every tendon, God, we pray right now, Lord, that you would just bring healing in those. God, we thank you, Lord, for Pastor Bubba. We rebuke cancer in Jesus' name right now. Thank you for life, life, life. Pray that for all those that are even watching right now, maybe have had a diagnosis of cancer. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. God, we rebuke blood disease right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke migraines in Jesus' name. God, I pray even right now as I'm speaking, healing is happening in this house and physical bodies. God, that backs would be strengthened right now in Jesus' name. 
God, I pray that over them. Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, we pray for wayward children right now that are far from you, God. We thank you, Lord, that, that you are there, you're with them, you're speak to them, you're putting people in their path right now, Lord, that are drawing you. God, even what we've seen today in these baptism stories, Lord, that, that these are your children, you go after them. You put people in their pathways. So God, we thank you for that. As we're praying right now, if there's those of you that are in here, I, I just wanna speak to those that are in here with all heads bowed and no one looking around, just this moment, if, if you're here and you don't have a relationship with God, and what I mean by that is not that you don't know about God or not that you've attended church or even do attend church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that you have been born again. The Bible says that, that no man can enter into heaven unless he is born again. That's not a physical birth. Of course, that can't happen, but it's a spiritual rebirth that happens. Bible says that our sin, that for the wages of sin is death, that it, that it separates us from God, but, the, but Jesus came. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to bring us back into relationship with him. He, he lived a life you and I couldn't live and he died a death on a cross for our sins and our shame. And he took all that on himself and he rose again to give us not only a relationship with the Father and a place in heaven, but he, he came to give us purpose came to give us a new heart and new life, life now, not just in heaven, but now. And if you're here in this place and go, man, I want that life now. I want all that God has for me now. I wanna surrender my life to him. If that's you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count to three and I want you just to shoot your hands up unashamedly and say, that's me. I wanna know Jesus personally. I want him to come and be the Lord of my life. One, two, three. If that's you going up all across this room, come on, going up all across this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine. Back there in the back, right here, 10. Thank you so much. Anybody else? Back there in the back. Thank you, 11, man. Anybody else? If you're online, just let us know. You can say, hey, that's me. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We got people praying for you right now. Father, right now, Lord, I just pray for all those that just raised their hand. God, thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to them. Thank you that you love them. Thank you that you have forgiven them. Thank you that you're calling them home even right now. God, all of heaven is celebrating in this moment. God, is, you're bringing them back to yourself. Would you just repeat this after me? I want you just to say this with all your heart and all of our church family. We're gonna pray this right alongside with you. Say, dear Heavenly Father, today I surrender my life. I repent of my sins, of living life for myself. I turn from that to Jesus now, being my Lord and Savior. Thank you for coming and living a life I couldn't live. And you died a death on the cross that I deserved to die. But you rose again from the grave to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your Father. Today I repent and I turn to you to be my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, fill me today Make me new on the inside from this moment forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, OSC family. Come on.